Welcome to Tech at Lunch, the podcast that satisfies your hunger for all things tech while you enjoy your midday meal. So grab your sandwich, tune in, and let's dig in. Hello, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm John. And, you know, this week we don't have Ed with us. Um, you know, he's got some stuff going on and said he wasn't feeling so hot. So, you know, we'll get we'll get his opinion uh, next week. No, you yeah, know, he definitely has one. I tell you. Oh that. yeah, <laughs> that that is that is that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, last week we kind of went into the extruders, and we talked about the um, you know, the basic consumables, um, and also sustainability of those consumables. Um, so this week we're going to get into your basic filaments um for your consumables and like the recycling and sustainability inside of the house for those um when we talk about basic filaments it's something that you don't need a specialty hot end to run it's not an engineering filament you know we're not saying you need to go out and buy you know a thousand dollar printer we know that your six hundred dollar printers can run engineering filaments we understand that that does not mean that that is considered a basic filament if you started out running nylon we got another question for you (laughs) yeah why are you doing that (laughs) why are you going straight to the industrial version first you got you're a madman (laughs) exactly i mean to be honest you've got to start somewhere i think we mentioned the like how to start printing and, and their basics and things like that in, in a previous episode but yeah you should you should kind of know what you're working with if you're gonna you know uh, make any type of chemical reaction and you know heating something can cause a chemical reaction so like if you're not aware of what chemicals that you're heating um, I, I would say that you should not be a scientist uh, until you do that research. <laughs> uh, exactly. You got to do your basic steps of research, like MSDS forms and all that stuff. I'm going to be honest with you, though, with a lot of these basic ones we talk about, um, I think in my eyes, I mean, uh, correct me if you think it differently, but PLA, um, PETG, and ABS. That's Maybe right. ASA, but most likely ABS. Uh, yeah, I would definitely think that. Um, I'm not going to yeah. throw you know, TPU or anything like that into the, the beginner filaments, you know, like you said, it's PLA, PETG and ABS. Those are the ones that you can print on any printer. Um, just, you know, might need an enclosure for one of them. Um, or you can run without it, you know, be a wild man. No, you can absolutely run it without it. You're, you're just going to have, you can't make a big print. (laughs) Right. And like you said, find the MD, MSDSs, you know, look those things up, have a hold of them, take a look at them. Um, you know, it'll save you in the long run. Um, hundred percent. Now they have other specialty beginner filaments that are, you know, recycled materials and, you know, stuff like that. That's also where you start running into, and this is, I, I think a point of contention, uh, contention on, on some of these things is what the role is made out of. Mm. You can get the refill rule roll, sorry. Um, or the pla- the the plastic spool, or the cardboard spool. If mm-hmm. you know you're, then the thing is, so you pretty much work for your, your sustainability, working your way out. Yeah, I mean, it also it depends on the brand because I think previously, I mean, I buy a lot of Overture filament. 
Um, they're very consistent, I would say. Like, I can keep my settings the same on my printer. So I, for a long time, would buy PETG in, in black, blue, um, clear even, overture filament. Um, and I could keep my settings the same. So there's a consistency there. Um, so yeah, it, it really depends on, um, kind of that chemical makeup too. And, and it, yes, it can fit on all your printers, but they still, I, I mean, I would say you have like little kinks and little, um, slight differences. Like I can't run the same temperature for, let's say, uh, a brand like 3D Solutech, no matter what color, um, versus, uh, Overture, uh, PLA, same, same filament, just different, um, brands, you know? Yeah, so. like I run Sun Lu. Hmm. So that's what I find runs best through most of my stuff, except for my ABS. My ABS, I'm running the uh, a couple older rolls of the Creality um, black ABS that they don't make anymore. Um, oh, they don't make that anymore? I have not seen it in a very long time. Um, oh, I've, I still have a roll or two, actually, so that's crazy. I just, you know, haven't gotten to using it. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't found it in a, in a good minute, and I've looked for it because it printed ABS really well on the Voron, but I haven't really seen much of it. And the thing is, is it's tightly wound. It's great. Um, you know, it's not as shiny as others. Um, it can be, but it's not. Um, it's I, I you know for me, it, it's the look of like Sun Lu stuff is the reason why I get it, and it runs great on either the Voron or on the um, um, the Ender depending on, you know, where I want to throw it that day. Yeah, very consistent, right? Consistent. Right. I mean, you, you've you tried Solutech as well, 3D mm -hmm. Solutech. That was one that kind of a lot of people, uh, I hear, swear by. So oh, yeah. that's, it's Amer American-made, so that's honestly why a lot of people, it, it, since it's American-made, it's a little bit easier on the shipping costs and stuff like that as well because it's a little closer. But I bet you you can get Esun or, or Sunlu or, or some, some of those – uh, brands uh, Chinese more more like brands. Um, if you're you know in, in in Asia or 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 in Europe, you could probably get those a little quicker. But yeah. To be honest with you, at the end of the day, it's about consistency. Right. right. So I mean, but all of these filaments, like I've I've looked at a several MSDSs. Um, I think like my first thing I go to whenever I'm thinking about like you're probably just starting printing, right? If you're using these mo like or just learning about these filaments or just using them for the first time, the first thing I would say is safety. So look at your look at your temperatures that you're heating everything to and kind of be mindful to that. And and yeah, MSDS. If if you if you're not reading that and if you're not prepping the area, like of course this the the common things like don't put it in your eyes like. <laughs> I feel like honestly should be common sense, but it's it's definitely on that MSDS. So it, it tells you what yeah, to don't do. Don't eat it. Don't eat it, please. Um, honestly, that we're getting to a place like it, it is a good question to ask if you can eat off of it because we we talk about you know plastic and and disposable you know silverware pa paper plates stuff like that. Uh, but but the silverware is always plastic. Why is that able to be used and eaten off of? But the, that stuff can be sanitized. Also, it's probably created at such a high temperature in a sanitized area so that you don't have to worry about it. Your 3D printer in your room is not sanitary. No, I think the only one, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, that could be considered, say, um, food safe at this point is PETG. Because I've heard PETG is actually used 95% of the time when people are making, 
like bowls and stuff like that off their printers that they can actually use because they can treat them since it is a glycol. Yeah. I was gonna say the the treatment is the is the key thing with PLA. It it is biodegradable, so like it it will react to anything that is more solventy. Um, and alcohol-based, right? So it'll break down quicker and be a little bit more um, f- brittle. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, PETG seems to me, uh, or, and is in my opinion, kind of my main go-to everyday filament to print with. Um, I tend to use ABS if I want something to be, you know, temperature resistant, at least to an extent. I can mm-hmm. leave it outside maybe where it doesn't degrade in the sun um but all of these things like i like there's a some there's a, a process called vapor smoothing um for where you can take acetone and just a like a a bottle's cap worth and put it in um let's say what was it he said put a paper towel down wet it with a little bit of the acetone and then put it over top of the cap and then put the print on top of it and and close that and give it 20 minutes it's going to take away or give it a few hours maybe depending on size of the print right um it's going to clear off those ridges of your print the layer lines that you see on the side to make it look more of a professional finish so like still you can use with household products i mean you have nail polish right uh i mean most people have nail polish i don't know if you have nail polish nick <laughs> no i just have regular acetone <laughs> yeah i was gonna say but i just have a, a tube of acetone just sitting there i kind of got from um um home D- or lowe's i meant uh so yeah nothing nothing crazy so I, I mean most people have it in their home already and you can you can do some vapor smoothing so like if you're curious you should look that up however abs i would say shouldn't be your first print uh oh, no. filament uh, I mean, I don't think it'll be, I don't think you'll, you know, find it particularly difficult, but I think that you will struggle a lot longer if you don't use PLA or PETG. Yeah, I started um, with PETG. Yeah. Yeah, see, but, you went straight, you went straight to it. But, it, but to be honest with you, it took, you took to it, it's it's very similar to the process of PLA. I don't see why not, it, why it wouldn't be a good stop in that starting point. Yeah, and, you know, I tried that Geechee, um, uh, Pet G that you know wasn't that bad. I still buy it, you know, to this day. It still works. Didn't you buy the? They had they had print beds too available, didn't they? Yep, I bought. I have two of those, I think. Yeah. I see. Um. Well, so, we can get to those too. Or we already talked about print beds, I think, huh? Yeah, and the thing yeah, is, is remember your print beds are dependent upon whatever you're printing. So, yeah. you know, if that leads us into the whole Pet G problem, is Pet G has this inherent ability to become concrete it doesn't yeah yeah with whatever the bed (laughs) right whatever you print to so you have to use a spring bed you have to use a pei sheet you have to use the non-smooth side because if you use the smooth side your print bed and your pet g print are now the same (laughs) you ain't getting that back no i've had that happen to me a couple times i printed on the the uh and this kind of shows that, you know, anybody can do this is you, yeah, I printed on the, um, uh, was the metal spring sheet they give you from Creality and I ripped the coating off of it. <laughs> oh, they laugh because I can't tell you how many print beds I have, uh, in the box that have the, I do a skirt, like a little outline around my print 
before the brim or or the print itself if I don't use a brim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have started a print, walked away, come back, and an entire the entire like path was etched out. Uh, so nozzle done, print bed done. <laughs> so I've got that on my uh, on my on my Voron. I got a little ring yeah. around it. A little scary, a little sad because you know you have to replace that now. Yeah, I'll replace it eventually. It's fine for what it does. But, you know, the thing is, is, you know, and that's another thing. It's like keep your print beds because the thing is, especially, and this is why you buy double sided print beds because you can just flip and move it. Um, and if you keep them, if you destroy a rough side on one and a, and a smooth side on the other, guess what? Now you have a smooth side and, a, and a just flip them, switch them. You know, when you're cleaning yeah. one, switch out to another one. You know, yeah. great way to hold those. Your, I think that it's a good good per, uh, good practice to keep two print beds. Yeah. I mean, because you could always like let one cool and it'll pop off on its own. It's like it's like PLA for example. PLA doesn't require any specialty bed. Technically, you can write it on a non-heated surface, mm-hmm. um, and it would work fine. Um, haven't really tried that though, but I might. Um, <laughs> they say that you, know, you don't have to have a heated bed for for pet G to work for PLA to work. So. You know, I don't know. I, I guarantee well, you that, you know, um, with, you know, the guys that were printing at rapid, you know, with Hades temperatures of, you know, PLA, you know, they didn't have to worry about a, a you know, a heated print bed. Cause they were printing on, you know, a four by eight sheet of plywood. Oh, they were printing with, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were printing on plywood and printing with pellets. See, here's the thing and that carpet. I was going to actually, uh, <laughs> I was going to raise the point to next is like, yeah, we talk about basic filaments, but. I can't I can't ignore the the um, additive uh, or the ad, the additional like um, uh, elements or minerals or whatever you want to call it that that a lot of uh, brands will add to the PETG or PLA to make it a quote unquote PLA plus or PETG plus. Um, to be honest with you, I think that like you'll see that very often. Um, and it's an effort to create more durability or more um, uh, rigid, depending on what the circumstances. Maybe you can make it magnetic because you're adding some some type of magnetic uh, like iron oxide. Yeah, like oxide or, or something around those lines, titanium or um, anything like that. So so there are ways that companies have kind of gotten around the the fact that some of these filaments are of course um less uh how should i say durable i guess that their, their lifetime is a little bit shorter because they don't have as much of a um um uh structure i guess like depending on how much you infill your prints uh but whenever you get to the macro size and things like that it definitely becomes less important what you're printing on uh, definitely is very important to have your print to be like like in the case that we saw like these guys were printing deck deck chairs. Um, they got to be durable enough to carry a, like so much weight as well as to be able to be left outside. So they've got to have some type of additive uh, chemical or or type of oxide in there that'll help um, you know keep it uh, keep it from decomposing in the sun. No, and the thing is, is also when you talk start talking about additives, it's also make sure that when you're working with your your filaments, and you start talking about stuff that glows in the dark. Um, glow in the dark filaments are I don't I'm not sure if all filaments do this, but most things that glow in the dark, trinium. If you are a two A uh, 
um, uh, fan is technically radioactive. Um, and um, if you are a fan of, if you are a, you know, a, a 2A advocate, and you do enjoy uh, the uh, ACOG, the trinium side on top of the ACOG is radioactive. Let's have a radioactive isotope in it. Um, it's not a lot. It's the same thing that's in your, technically that's in your um, uh, um, smoke detectors. Um, and industrial smoke detectors is considered radioactive. I didn't know so, that. So most stuff that glows is, well, it has a radioactive isotope to it. Um, it's not a lot. It's not enough to kill you. But it just the one thing is, you just know it's there. I was going to say, it can't be enough to kill you because they've been using it for so long, right? So. Right. Wow. I mean, a little bit of radiation never never hurt, right? <laughs> no, I don't want any radiation. No, thank you. Uh, I, I I honestly I have some of those prints though. Like they are mu they're safe to the touch. They charge with the the UV or the light that gets you know um, exposed to them. Uh, but yeah, I would I would again. I feel like I I have to say it again is don't eat it. Don't rub it in your eyes. <laughs> don't don't uh, burn it or be in. Don't burn it and inhale any of those fumes from the burning. These are all bad. Uh, honestly, it's a lot of carbon monoxide, which is the uh, which is not something that your lungs would do well with. So um, those are kind of the main things, and seek seek some medical attention if if any of that happens. So, but to be honest with you. Uh, that that raises the question I would I would have for you, Nick, is if let's say you were to make something that was impact resistant, um, would you choose like ABS, um, PLA plus, PETG plus, or uh, what what are you thinking if you have to make something that's maybe let's say not industrial but still has to take a little bit of impact, maybe like it's a a clip for a handle or something. It's not taking the main impact, but it's got to at least transfer. Right. Uh, what, what, what are you making that out of? Oh, boy. Oh, and one thing is to go back to the radioactive topic. They stop. They really they some companies have pulled back from having to from using it. And, it you know, so now it's actually just a, um, uh, a chemical that they utilize. Um, but okay. the thing is, but some of them still some of your older stuff is um, for that. Ooh, that's hard because the thing is, is that I'd have to ask, is it is it exposed to UV light? Right. Because yeah, if it's not exposed to UV light, then you know, for me, it's it's pet G all day long, um, or a high fill PLA. If it's something that has to be exposed to UV light, that has to be able to withstand outdoor temperatures throughout the you know the the season change, it's going to be ABS. Okay. Just because of that, you know, unknown factor of UV, you know. Yeah. So it's like you really can't pick one. Um, I'd say if I had, you know, if it was one where it could go either way, it would definitely be ABS. Um, mm -hmm. Because ABS is, you know, to be able to handle that, you know, craziness, right. the outdoor craziness. Well, it's like it's it's, you know always like 12 plus hours of direct sunlight sometimes for depending on where you put things so that makes sense uh i'm keep that question in mind because as we kind of go through what what filaments resins whatever consumable we're kind of going through i know we're starting with basic but when we go to advanced 
I'm gonna ask you the same question and see see what you think too, because I think that my question my answer is the same as yours here. Um, the ABS just makes sense, and anything that you know has to heat transfer or, or dissipate any heat, uh, ABS even like it's it's just it, the um, we didn't talk about it much, but there's there's terms like glass transition temperature, there's terms like uh, um, uh, boiling point, melting point, stuff like that. So you're hitting the melting point without going too far, so that you can melt the filament to 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 get it to a uh, and the bed temp at to a certain point where you can hit a glass transition, um, um, you know, so that that material looks more glass-like um, than than you know a, a spool or or like a cord or bead wire, whatever you want to call it. So there's a lot of things that like you have to consider whenever you're you're talking about making something. So if it's like if it's like let's say uh, a mount for like a, a MCU or a mount for like a Raspberry Pi or something you're putting somewhere, dude. If is that's it, that's the only question you have to answer. Is it gonna go outside? How hot is it gonna get where this lives? Um, and and that'll tell you what what filament you need to use. So yeah. I think it's that simple. And, you know, and some people, you know, will it see impact? You know, that's... Oh, that's true. That's true. That, that, that's, I think, another open question. Like, if you're making, like, a door latch or, you know, something like that, you know, you're definitely going to be looking more or less into your, you know, your higher level, you know, ABSs and stuff like that. However, the big thing to remember is also, if you start dealing, like, people will look at this and say, because this is, you know, kind of an ongoing question, is a infilled um a filament still considered a basic filament so is a carbon fiber pla or uh, considered a, a basic filament um you know i think that's you know kind of something that people think and probably could ask you know is is that kind of what we're dealing with when when you're talking about you know basic filaments is or are we going to would that be something that we would save for your advanced because it's technically still PLA. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. I think that that was that's something that I want to get to because um, I would say that that could also be like it could. You say goodbye to your special. novel. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that that was the piece I was gonna get to because they become when you start adding so many things, they become. Um, uh, there's more friction at your nozzle, so they become abrasive, and and make it make it much more difficult to maintain that unless you get a hardened steel. So, like this is where this is where the consumables kind of it gets into. I, I don't want to say a gray area, but it's it's like a you need to upgrade this to do that. So like in my eyes, I would say it becomes advanced because you probably need to upgrade your nozzle or maybe even your hot end to run some of the ones that have. Uh, certain filaments in there so i know that my my brother had carbon fiber infused pet g and it ruined his nozzle however the the hot end did fine so i think that it you it's things that you should consider um i think that it won't be difficult to to use because you're using the same process however uh it's it's kind of um i wouldn't say dangerous but it's a little bit risky because now that if you have a failed print you have to replace your nozzle and it makes that failed print kind of a little bit more expensive right so uh, that's but it gets I a gray area the, yeah i think that the risks outweigh the the cons though because like uh are not outweigh the con the benefits outweigh the uh the risks uh because 
at the end of the day, the carbon fiber I can contest, I can 100% agree, is more durable in the end end print, impact resistant. You can you can um, I was drilling. I used it as like shelf brackets to support like a full printer in my. I, I built the lack enclosure and it's supporting a full printer. Those my enclosure uh, risers are all are almost all carbon fiber pet G. So it's it's something that like I've I've broken more pet G uh, prints than I've used, than those things have uh, seen printed on them. So it's it's crazy. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it makes it more durable, but it does it costs more. Like I, right. I think the cost is the biggest change. Uh, but it can be it can be used easily. I would say maybe not advanced, but intermediate. Yeah, that I, I could agree with that. Yeah. And. You know, the big thing is, is also when people are thinking about, you know, filaments, and this goes back to the rolls question, or the rolls design is, you know, if you're going to, if you want to be one of those people that, you know, which we don't mind, that, oh, I want to be able to recycle everything. So I'm going to only print PLA, and I'm only going to buy cardboard spools. Um, there you, th- you can do that, and it's plausible. Mm-hmm. So um, only do cardboard spools. Now. Right. But now what you need to remember to print is the ring that goes around the cardboard. Because the cardboard won't doesn't really roll too well to what I've seen. Um and, and red on like bearings and stuff like that. You know, on the um the filament rolls, rollers, mm-hmm. it doesn't really roll that well. So that's why people put on the outside of the rings, they put the clamps on the outside. Also, if you're going to run a MCU of any sort, not MCU, but MMU of any sort. Um, they say if you're going to run, um, what is it? Uh, crap. They're just more dur- more susceptible to like damage, so that it's not flat anymore. It'll get stuck yeah. if anything kinks. Yeah, I-, I can see that because I've seen my my filament get pulled off of it, the roller because it was stuck. It it kind of stuck. Uh, got a a bearing it wasn't rolling and then pulled it off of the the whole um the whole like setup there so i i can attest that i've seen that happen and fail to print for me so and you know the well the thing is is like for example you get these these printers that have the the mmus built into them um or on them um and stuff like that some of the some of the ones that we like to talk about um they um will tell you that you need to have these rings on them to be able to use them inside their their mmu system um i don't know why i'm having a why i'm blanking out on a printer name right now the mmu the um we're just talking about talking about bamboo yeah bamboo labs yeah the bamboo labs one has to be um wrapped in plastic the edges where it won't roll right See, and that makes sense. I mean, honestly, on the bamboo, it, it's got a it's got a special roller too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. But then you can um, also buy the ones that you can just open them up and close them, and open them up and close them, and you're just buying refill packs. You know, there's yeah. that too, and you don't have to buy yeah, that the many. Yeah, Sundu makes a, a master spool. The one thing I can say, I've tried this master spool. The one thing I'll say to do is when you're putting a new roll on there, oh my God, dear God, make sure it clips. <laughs> when you when you put it back in, if it doesn't click into place the, all the way, uh, halfway through your your print, it'll open up and fall to the ground and is now a spaghetti monster before it gets through the uh, the extruder. Ew. 
yeah, so that's the filament that I, I cut, I threw in the bin, and I was like, I'm not going to touch that unless it is dire circumstances. <laughs> like, I don't have anything else. Just and it's uh, it sat there for so long in the de- next to the desiccant that my brother said, hey, I need some. Can I borrow this? And I just, I was like, yeah, if you're going to untangle it, you you can take it for free. I don't want any money for it. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out of my eyesight. So, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, that's it, it, it is smart, though. Uh, it, it was a nice way to kind of do things. I think it's a, an innovative idea. Um, uh, I think I want to kind of touch on the sustainability piece that you just mm-hmm. mentioned. I mean, this is a piece that we're already kind of harping on with the cardboard um, spools, but you're talking about keep the keep the filament and and possibly use it for something else. Maybe make the spools yourself. Um, I think yeah, reusing your filament is is almost to me if you want to be sustainable it's necessary right so if you have a a print that i'm like if you're mass printing pla um then your failed prints you can probably grind up and and melt down and re-spool um it's it's something that like um i'm i'm planning to do i've saved every bit of mine i'm definitely squarely on that side of of saving the the filaments i have plastic bags i toss them in the bags i write a little note on it the brand the um the the what the filament is i toss it in there tie the bag closed and i throw it in a box of uh of a, a bunch of them so i've got to probably um i've probably got if i had to add it up five to ten pounds of of failed prints that i have to re-spool or melt down and re-spool and i plan on doing that just to be just to be you know sustainable in my own right like i don't want to throw away and and make that kind of degrade um in a landfill or anything like that i know the pla is biodegradable so i can kind of that's that's not that big a deal but pet pet g Mm -hmm. it's a bit bigger deal so i want to i want to reuse that like a philostruder type of system yeah, exactly. And you can grind it into pellets and you can kind of get some type of a pellet system if you wanted to as well and, and get it to go that way. So that, that's something I plan on doing. That's something that like I'm not saying is necessary. Um, oh, yeah. But I can agree with you. There's also some like there's websites, there's there's um, services, I should say, that that are available where you can send your filament in just like how I have it packaged. Maybe do it better than plastic bags you put them in ziploc bags or something like that more secure um and you can send it in and they'll they'll you know melt it down and spool it up for you and send yeah. it back to you or they'll However, send you a, a roll from somebody something else they've done yeah exactly use theirs for something else yeah uh, exactly so it's it's something that's a, it's a cool idea and and it helps out with the sustainability sustainability of everything we talk about maybe complain oh, yeah. about microplastics everywhere it's kind of scary to talk about creating more plastics right um so anything that you can do to help with that footprint that that um you know you may have to throw away any plastics it's 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 helpful if you can if you don't right and there is a a hardware set out there called philostruder philostruder has the ability to you know re-spool um filament you can throw it in a regular paper shredder you know, and knock it down to chunks, or you can, you know, jump onto the big bandwagon and, uh, you know, build a pellet extruder, um, and just, you know, use pellets. Um, my only question with that, and I'm all for recycling PLA and stuff like that. I've got a bunch of it around ready to go. Um, is I wonder if the shear strength and the crush strength is different because it is once used, once heated, 
um, so it's thermocycled um, uh, yeah. um, plastics. It has actually be twice thermocycled or three times. I was going to say, I think that I think that yeah, several times, and I think that they they distinctly say, say have a disclaimer as well. I'm pretty sure about about the filament that um, you, I mean, you need you you shouldn't believe that it's exactly what you sent in, right? Because it's definitely a conglomeration of whatever you sent in. So, you know, one of these days we may order a, a yeah. thing of recycled filament and do a, a tensile strength test to it and kind of see if it lived and buy a, you know, it's a regular basic, you know, Amazon special uh, filament roll or something like that. Print the same exact print out of it and see what happens. Because the I think the sheer strength, the crush strength and the tensile strength on it would be kind of interesting to see if the you know, thermocycling of building and shredding the pellets and bringing them back together actually makes a difference or not. Because I think some people are, aren't buying or going for the, um, uh, the recycled material because they don't see it as having a high enough tensile strength attached to it. Okay. Now that makes sense. Now, I mean... we did see one that was pretty cool, though, when we're talking about recycled filament. It's the one that was made out of fishing nets. Uh, what is this? Fishy filaments, I think it was. Yep, yep. that was them. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty cool idea. I mean, honestly, it's it's hey, we have we have a great um, we have a use for um uh, some of this material you're throwing away. So another man's trash is another is someone else's treasure, right? Or another man's treasure. Yeah, mm-hmm. why why not? So if if they're not going to use it anymore, if it's uh, end of life, um fishing nets or anything like that yeah why not i mean we reused it again anyways right yeah that would not be considered or, i mean we throw it away though. anyways right yeah i think that i think that don't they have a few versions um oh, actually the fishy filaments is its own and then they have some yeah. other types some nylons and and things like that but i would say those are more advanced more industrial um filaments so, i mean the 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 standard user is not going to really know much about um or really need to use, but still, yeah. yeah. I mean, things that you should know. You you should like. We'll talk about it more in the in the in the next couple uh, episodes when we go to advanced filaments, or maybe even when we after we talk about resins and things like that, where we kind of go into depth about um, some of the plastics around you, some of the plastics that you know are industrial made, mass produced, things like that. Um, because on a certain level, they're more durable and bigger machines can make them faster, situations like that. Whereas your basic printer and your home, it, I mean, I would be surprised if you said I'm going to print in, you know, polycarbonate at the house. Uh, so there's a lot of a lot of questions I'd have if you um, if you were doing that first. So, um, yeah, if you could do it, that's that's also a, like crazy. So, I mean, I'd have more questions on how you did it. So. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd uh, be questioning the size of the printer that you bought. Exactly, it's like or the type of printer you bought. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're coming if you're walking around with you know you know buying ten thousand dollar industrial printers, you know, then yeah, if you're your first printer that you know this is not fair. Um, you know, some of us are you know kind of jelly. Um, you know, there are some printers that are able to do it, capable right out of the box, but. You know, not one of those things that's uh, highly recommended. And also, the one good thing about basic filaments is you don't have to have an enclosure for them. 
Yeah, see, and I think that's a big piece because, like, we try, I, I, for me, when I say I go to an intermediate or an advanced filament, it's it becomes um, you enclose your. It's so hydroscopic, or, or it, it needs it. It sucks all of your moisture out of your all your humidity into the print, and it's going to start causing some issues. Um, I think that that's a majority of my problem whenever I have artifacting or, or stringage issues on my prints. Of course, it could be a temperature change, but most of the time it's the humidity in the air. So, so yeah, you got to be careful about a lot of those things. Uh, I mean, it's it's something that like if your filament's been sitting out for a while, yeah, you should you should probably dry it a bit. But if you're in a constant use, you just took it out of its packaging, you're gonna have great great um, you know results. So. Um, you just got to be wary of where you're getting, where you're getting it and how long it's been sitting. I mean, we talked about it. I think we were talking before the podcast about, you know, alcohol, isopropyl alcohol sitting too long. It's the same thing for filament. If it sits too long in a place that has any type of moisture and you try to print it, it's not going to work like you want it to later. So yeah, the only um, difference is, is isopropyl alcohol terms of proxis and proxis explodes. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the filament exploding on you like that, at least. Yeah, yeah, you so, uh, less less explosive, less reactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little bit safer in that sense. But yeah, man, I think that that would be like even PLA plus. It, you're gonna need a new film or a new nozzle. So I would say that's more intermediate for for like uh uh we we any of the filaments we would step into uh, after that. I would say become more prosumer, more industrial, more mm -hmm. um you know. Like PEI and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, peak and stuff like that. Oof. Like uh, we were just talking about make your PEI spring steel bed is a PEI coating on it. Like right, and then you talk about printing in PEI. Yeah, that's absolutely outrageous. So like yeah, there's a lot of steps that we got to take to get to that point. It's like a self-looking lollipop. You just can like reprint the print bed. Yeah, right. Like fix your bed. Like <laughs> fill back in. Why do you think I saved the beds? <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> I'll be able to fix it. <laughs> Scrape it down, throw it in a filament extruder, and freaking next thing you know, you're making PEI. Yeah. There you go, man. I'm just saying. Like, but I, I know it's probably much more of an in-depth process than that, of course. But, but that's something that, like, you know, you're wary of. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that would be covered more in advanced filaments and probably, um, uh, experimental, I should say, filaments because, um, some of the so there there gets into the realm of uh, what is it um. Conduct, conductive filaments mm -hmm. uh, and, re, and and filaments like uh, that you can create like electrical circuits circuits with. So yeah, reactive is, is one. So like these are things that you can kind of do. You can probably magnetize it with enough, you know, uh, ferro ferro you know fluids or, or ferro solids depending on what mixture you put in with the filament. So like there's a lot of stuff that you can kind of touch in as as after you. Make sure you've got your basics down, your PLA, your PETG, your ABS. Yeah. And make sure, make sure you're getting used to with that. woods and, you know, things that rust. And um, I think one person made a one that was made out of meat at one point. Yeah, um, I think um, that was, it was pretty nasty. I, I think uh, pre, the 3D Print General, I think, was the guy who, uh, him or Nero, I can't remember, who made, who, it, he said it smelled like, uh, uh, what was it? Beef jerky the whole time they were. Yeah, that was the uh, 3D really print like general. Snake. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time they were printing it. He so, tried yeah. every single filament they make. If y'all go back and watch through that series, you'll see some pretty funny things. I'm, I'm telling you, stuff that you know we haven't tried yet. That there's a good chance we probably won't. Um, there's just not, so much that to do. Not that we're <laughs> you know scared to try it. We think it'd be hilarious if something like failed miserably. 
Um, but it's just the fact that trying to get your hands on it. And some of this stuff is so expensive that Jesus Christ, yeah. um, you know, it's like the one that's, you know, you talk about, you know, filaments out there that are iron oxide and you coat it with a, you hit it with a thing of, you know, isopropyl alcohol and it, it rusts and pretty much turns into a boat anchor. Um, yeah. there's so much iron in it or the fact that you can take some of these prints and your advanced prints and melt them down and turn them into actual metal working pieces and parts. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, honestly, uh, some of the military stuff gets to that that realm where it's, um, you know, the metal printing. I mean, that's mm -hmm. something that you want to get to. So I would say that's more specialized. Um, I mean, but I also we could probably even do industrial printing. So yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy how many applications, how many different types, and and yeah, again for those I cannot stress enough MSDS. If you're not looking at it, you're probably gonna have some type of chemical reaction go south in your face so yeah and make sure you're not allergic to any of it you know yeah, check your family <laughs> you know keep them keep kids away from it um not really you know they don't have to be all the way from it you know for say just make sure they're not allergic to anything um you know last thing we need is somebody have an allergic reaction to to you know the, the glycol or the acid that's in the pla right so exactly. you know and the thing is is you know just keep your family safe have some fun with it you know build what you want you know, expand the hobby yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we don't we don't say these things to try to scare you away, right? I mean, we just want to make sure you're aware. We want to make sure that you're safe. We want to make sure that you ha are successful, right? So we're we're just trying to give tips and kind of lessons that we've experienced as well. So I mean, I think a lot of this you take it with a grain of salt. I think that you should learn yourself, right? Like, tr give it a try. Like, the best way to learn is by doing. Um, get after it and then you tell us if you have success if you have a problem then you ask us i mean we probably had it before right so yeah or been around it when something went you know crazily south you know one of the two yeah most of the bags that i have saved are failed prints that were congealed or, or like all stuck around the hot end and i had to cut them out with like a, a soldering iron or like i would heat my exacto knife with the, the heat gun to cut it off of there so <laughs> there's been many a failure i tell you what <laughs> mm -hmm. so, uh, learned from us but yeah, yeah i think um i think that you know most of the things that i worry about is is with how long it lasts so like if you can deal with that then yeah and, you know, I think I, I I really think that, you know, we're getting to the point now where people are thinking about it more and more and people are getting involved in it more and more um, and more eyes on the problem. The faster we're going to get a solution. Um, and the more times we get people who are jumping in and being advocates, you know, of the process and of, the, of 3D printing and of additive manufacturing as a whole, um, you know, better off we are. You know, you got some companies out there who are just 100% advocates. You know, that's all they are. You know, they're, they they do what they got to do and they're advocates. You know, they're kind of like what we do. You know, kind of like us. You know, advocates of the process. You know, you're trying to help people learn. You know, get people involved. Have a little bit of fun with it. Right. But, you know, they're helping, you know, push the, the topic a little bit more. Um, But, you know, I think that, you know, that is going to be a game changer in the next Oh yeah, say six to eight months. Yeah, I'd be surprised it's still early. if somebody is not like everybody. Every single person I ask is 3D printing has used has used PET PLA at least once. Yeah. So I think that everybody is probably used PETG as well. I mean, 
but not everybody's probably gotten to ABS or pushed past that point. So I think that once we get to those points, you know, you're really edging out into um, your makerspace. You're, you know, you're probably making something. Yep, you're having fun with it. Yeah, so that's that's what we want. Yep, and you know, I think, um, I think from my side, I think that's that that would do it for for this I, one. Yeah, so for basics, yes. Every single time I think about something I want to bring up, <laughs> it ends up becoming something more advanced, right? Yeah. Like you're going to have to, like for, for TPU, for instance, TPU oh, is God. something that I tried before I tried ABS. It was a terrible idea because I didn't have a dual gear uh, or a metal extruder. So I had issues with that. So like I think I think we can probably have a few things where we step into it because TPU is like, or not rigid, but flexible and you know has a lot of friction you can you probably use it for coasters or like uh end stops or things like that so i mean these are but things it, that i would say is not easy to start with though yeah but it's got the the, the flexibility of printing it like a wet noodle yeah it's hard it's hard <laughs> doesn't um, like to print that goes into our conversation last week where we talked about extruders and you know that you need to do your extruder to print the wet noodle yeah, you know, yeah. it's printing spaghetti, literally. Um, and some of it's even worse because it's the very flimsy stuff. So, but, yeah. you know, I think before we, before we get into that tangent, um, and the more, you know, I guess you'd say the middle of the road filaments, um, you know, I just, we, we're going to go ahead and, you know, call it here. Um and, you know, I just want to say thank you um, to everybody listening, everybody that has gotten involved. Um, you know, go take a look at us over there on Printed Heritage. We got some new stuff set up over there. We're going to start doing flag prints. I think the next one, I got to think about what country we're going to do next. I think we might do Argentina. should do the Philippines. Yeah, we'll do the Philippines. <laughs> I know, not I that somebody's biased. But, yeah, I'm a little biased. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the thing it's we're gonna keep doing that we're gonna keep releasing yeah, um uh you know flag prints for everybody you know that that want them and stuff like that you know get people involved and um and you know we'll go from there um but you know we're at eight we're a little over we're 1898 all-time downloads we've almost hit that magical 2k mark um wow. and that's what and 80 this will be at full episode 84 so you know we've done uh, you know almost a hundred or so episodes I think total. Um, wow. So you know we're definitely doing well. And, but the thing is, is I want to say thank you to everybody who's listening. You know I'm looking at you know all the statistics and stuff like that, and you know the locations everybody's at, and you know it's areas where I've never been to, but hey, you know we might have to give it a shot. Um, you know. We, yeah, it definitely would be. You know, I want to say thank you. Um, you know, y'all mean the world to us doing this. We wouldn't be doing this and taking our time out of our nights to to record this if it wasn't for y'all. Um, you know, send us some questions. You know, get involved. See us over there on on X, on um, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Um, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Send us an email. Um, you know, info at vulcanari.com or podcast at vulcanari.com. And, you know, let us know what you think. Give us some ideas. You know, we'll definitely take a look at them, definitely think about them, and definitely run with them. So, you know, I'm good from my side. Uh, over to you. 
Yeah, you know, so I always echo kind of what you're saying. I'm very appreciative. Uh, I, I, you know, don't don't really have the. I mean, there's we everybody has social media platforms, but like I can only say this to my friends and family so many times before they tell me to shut up. So <laughs> it's it's something that's you know it's like we're passionate about. So we we are appreciative if you even listen to us. So and sometimes we kind of spout off nonsense, but as long as if you've been bearing with us, you know, uh, honestly, you're the reason why we do this. So. Um, you know, like he said, you know, check out that website, uh, the, the flag prints, maybe we do too. I'll do the Philippines. So I don't feel like I'm taken away <laughs> from anybody else, of course. So, but, but we'll, we'll do something. Um, so yeah, send us some things. If you, if you've got any ideas, if you've got any questions, if you, you know, if you're, you're curious about anything we're doing, maybe you had an issue, let us know what you had and maybe it's something we've never seen before. Maybe we can help you. So, um, but yeah. Uh, reach out. Uh, stay tuned for you know everything else we got coming through, and check out that website. So, all right, y'all. Have a good one. Thanks, Bye. guys. That's all for this episode of Tech at Lunch. Thanks for tuning in and joining us for this tech-filled lunch break. We hope you enjoy the show, and don't forget to subscribe on all channels. And also, you can find us on YouTube under Volcanar Technology Solutions. And join us for our next episode, which gets published every Wednesday at 8 a.m. All right, y'all. Have a good one. See you later.